and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock, and this is the Babe Cave Book Club May 2020 episode. And we are doing Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express. And I have my friend Jennifer, who knows about all things law and murder, and <laughs> and is going to join us for a real fun chat. Hello, Jennifer. Hello. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready to talk about this terrible book. <laughs> okay, so I wanna say that I picked this book because I love, I love a good Hallmark original murder mystery, whatever. They um, use a lot of Agatha Christie type books or they reference her a lot I realized that they actually do movies based on books that are based on Agatha Christie okay so it's like you know kind of like a remake but like a one that you know you can understand have they remade this one um no, but did you watch, you watched the movie though, didn't you? Did you? I did. Which one did you watch? I watched 1974. Oh, I watched the newer one. Oh, okay. Interesting. We can talk about that. So you loved it. It was terrible, actually. Um, I have so- were you, were you expecting to love it though? Okay, this is my deal. I love mysteries. As you mentioned earlier, I'm into murder. I'm into mysteries. I love all that stuff. I'm with you. I love a good Hallmark murder mystery. So I hadn't read Agatha Christie before, and I kind of felt like a loser because of that, because, hello, I feel like everyone should have read her, especially if you're into this genre. So I had high hopes. Um, I had watched the movie prior to reading the book, and I hated the movie, but I thought, well, the book's always better. Or in this case, maybe not so much. So, yeah. Okay, so I'm curious. What, um, well, since you saw the movie first, because I didn't see that one. So do you feel like they did it pretty true to how the book was? I really do, yeah. I think it was spot on. Because it felt, when I saw the movie, um, it felt more like it'd be like a play. Yeah. Like, that's how I saw it. And then it was hard for me in the beginning of the book to, like, it's really hard for me to world, like, do world building with so many people. I'm like, who's this person? What are they doing? Why do I care? Do I need to be taking notes? That's exactly how I felt about it. When I started reading the book, I'm like, my God, I'm glad I saw the movie because this is entirely too many people to keep track of. And honestly, most of them weren't that interesting. So I was, the copy of the book I have actually had a picture of the movie on the front of it. Oh, so I, was, I was looking at, I kept looking at the cover of the book. I'm like, oh, that's who that person probably is. So I could create a picture in my mind. Well, I had to stop reading the book to watch the movie so that I could understand. And the thing that they did in 1974 is that they started with the kidnapping. So, oh. it, so it's an opening. So I actually, I was like, oh, okay, you're actually setting something up. Great. So there's this 
Armstrong kidnapping, which to me it was very clear that it was the Lindenberg kidnapping. Um, yeah. Of it was that it was like 1932 or something. You know, the baby gets kidnapped. They have a ransom. The baby's you know unfortunately was killed. So I was like, okay, at least so you know that plants a seed. And then you read the book, and that's like its own chapter, but it's halfway through. And I think it's so, it's one of those things where it's like, I understand at that time, that was world news. Like, that was a big thing. But it was just so, like, oddly convenient and weird that, like, no one else kind it felt like Poirot was, like, the detective Poirot, whatever. I don't know how to say anything French except champagne. <laughs> That's all I got. But it was like he knew all of a sudden, but in the, I was like, but how, how would you even, even in the movie, it felt a little bit like forced of like, he just, of course knows. Um, so you mentioned though, like all of the characters and stuff. Um, how was it in the, the newest movie? You know, I could barely remember because I had watched it a while ago, but I remember having the exact same feeling. There are so many people here. They all seem pretty boring. Oh my God, why are there so many of them? And how do I keep them straight? It at least was easier in the movie because you actually had a person you could look at um, as opposed to reading boring and racist descriptions of the people in the book. And the, it was what, um, the princess. Yeah. You know, that she, I think you just said she was ugly. I think. Yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> just like, it, up ugly. I mean, I enjoyed that a little bit. Like funny. that part, I thought it was funny, but. But then the, so the murder happens like pretty quickly. So they're on this, they're on the Orient Express, which was actually a train that um and i had read something that for in 1974 they used the actual orient express train cars oh that's cool um i love a good train there was a um a railroad museum in sacramento that we used to go to for like field trips and stuff oh my gosh i would just pretend i would pretend that i was a lady of luxury and i was in the dining car and whatever but then as i was watching that movie i was like oh my gosh, like you're there forever. And those, at least in this movie, I mean, you know, the rooms are just so tiny. I was like, I don't, I don't think I'd want to do that. But they're on this train and then there's this huge snow drift or whatever, which fun fact, I did see that um, Agatha Christie herself was on, I don't think it was the Orient Express, but it was another train car where they got caught in a snow drift and she was on a train for six days. Hence where she came up with the idea. That's great. So um, I guess you could blame Mother Nature for this. Whole book. <laughs> for this creation. Okay. But um, so basically like the, there's this murder that happens like next to Poirot's room. But he, it was so weird because it's like she gives you these details of like, I heard this noise and then so-and-so came and then, you know, this happened and whatever. I'm like, what the? how am I, I know that you're telling me this for a reason, but it's a lot of things. And then all of a sudden, like, he just has ideas, like after they figure out. They come from nowhere, might I add. 
Right. It, to me, it was a little bit condescending to the reader because it was very much like, here, here are these things. I've discovered this. I, I get this clue. And we're over here just like idiots because they came from nowhere. There was no deducing them. Not even if you had already watched the movie and knew everything that happened. It just is a little condescending. Because it's this guy who, and I don't even remember his name, whatever. But he gets stabbed um in his room and there's you know the lock and whatever and you have no idea to cassetti cassetti i don't know if that's how you oh yes 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 um but didn't he he changed it like he had a different alias because he is on the run but the thing that i now i'm thinking of it is okay so the whole thing about this stupid thing this murder is that it happened in in a locked room right but then you figure out that the cars, like the rooms on the cars, have a door in between them. So wouldn't that be in more than one room? Or like, mm-hmm. wouldn't somebody have said that before? You know, it's kind of like if you stay at a hotel and they have like, you know, the, like your adjoining room or whatever. Wouldn't it be like that? Yeah. Something else I didn't understand is we're in a snowdrift and we look out the window and we don't see footprints. So we immediately know this couldn't have been someone who absconded. But like anybody who's watched like a good westerny type of movie knows you could climb right on the roof of that train and run far away and go elsewhere. That's a good point. So well, I because think- you don't know, I I mean, I guess my thing with that was like, well, you don't know at what point. Exactly. It really happened just because you heard these noises and stuff. I don't know. It's funny what you say about how you felt like it wasn't very nice to the reader because um, I found this article from the New Yorker. It was about 10 years ago. And it said um, that most, mostly Agatha Christie said that, you know, she gives you enough to be able to figure it out for yourself. And the writer said, but in truth, the guessing that we're asked to do is almost fruitless because the solution to the mystery typically involves a fantastic amount of background material that we're not privy to until the end of the book when the detective shares it with us. Amen. Um, he goes on to say that, like, he gives a couple of examples of other books and then says the investigator digs up this material but doesn't tell anyone until the end. And then um, in response to protests that the resulting stories were unguessable and therefore unfair, Christie replied that the reader should have been able to figure them out. The culprit, she said, was always the most obvious person. He just didn't seem so. That he, and the writer goes, that is a brazen falsehood. It is. In most of Christie's books, the killer turns out to be an unlike, the most unlikely person. In one, he is a dead man, and another, a child, and yet another, amazingly, it is wow, wow, whatever. Um, but that's kind of how I felt, because, you know, you're just watching this stuff, and so as the mystery, the quote-unquote mystery is, it was, this, this article also said that she, because murder mysteries really kind of got their height um, in between World War One and World War Two, and... So sometimes I wonder about this of like, oh, did she just hit it at the right time? Like, was she really a great writer or was she just at the right place in the right time? 
It was beyond me how well loved this book is. When I looked it up on Goodreads and I saw the ratings, I was excited. I'm like, I'm going to love this. I love mysteries. And then I just think it's a lot of the panache of her name and like you're supposed to like it. I actually have read other articles about this and then her book called, I think it was like, and then there were none. Apparently it actually really is great. Um, this, I just think was trading on her name a lot, or maybe I'm, you know, not intelligent enough to appreciate it. I I don't No, I don't think so. It was, um, I guess at this point, like when this book came out, so I mean, the, the whole thing about this stupid story is that the, the man who was murdered was actually one of the kidnappers of this Armstrong kidnapping case. And he had gotten away, and then all of the peop- all of the other passengers on the train pretty much are linked to that case. So they conspire to come onto this train, and they all stab him from this like adjoining secret door of the mother, I guess like the, the grandmother of this baby who was kidnapped. Like, there's a lot of things happening. It was very, I was like, oh, in the movie, as they were presenting people, it was interesting because it was like, he's like, um, the detective just knows all of this stuff where I was like, how would you even know that? This is a random, um, it was like the assistant to the man who was murdered. He was, you know, he's, and then he gets, just starts asking questions and knows all of these things about this man. And it's like, what? How would you even know that? How would I know that? This is insane. Then they're all just sitting there. And so on this back train car, they all have this story and they're all linked. And I feel like, cause he was killed with like, it was 12 stab wounds and then there's 12 of them, which I felt like was a little too on the nose, but apparently at this time there hadn't been a murder mystery like that. So I think that's, what had because i'm like okay so they're all murderers but then nobody gets arrested how unrealistic is it to think in the early 1930s these people couldn't just like get up on their facebook page and send some messages how do these 12 people who are just tangentially related spread to the four corners of the earth with no cell phone no technology of any kind all conspire, 12 of them, to make this elaborate plan and make it work. To me, that is just completely unrealistic. Because it was the, I I don't know what his like technical name was, but the guy who worked on the train, who it was, his daughter was the maid at the house and she killed herself because they thought she kidnapped the baby and she couldn't live and you know, whatever. And like, but they never did say how, it was just that the, grandmother of the baby decided to do this and they never really said like how that happened because they were all from like different places were they really sending each other what telegrams plotting a murder like i don't i don't get it it was so i felt too that it was just so like it was so drawn out um apparently too um she kind of created the idea of I guess all of her books have a small place, an interrogation, and then a revelation. Can we please talk about the interrogation? Yes. 
Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt, but this was like my least favorite part of this incredibly laborious read. Can we talk about for a good solid 200 pages, we had to read him interrogating each of these people individually. Also, while we get like no new information for 200 pages, it was the most boring effing thing ever for real sorry to interrupt but that's my thoughts on the 200 page interrogation well i i and i don't know if it's like it maybe that's how stuff used to be written or whatever like i guess i i mean i now i'm like i don't know anything about mystery stuff but um it was like every new person who was coming i'm like there's just so much detail about them too, which like a physical detail, like yes. the description that I was like, am I supposed to know stuff about this? Am I supposed to, you know, be able to like decipher what all of this stuff is? And no, like you're not at all. Tell me, tell me that you didn't know that the knife is the weapon of the Italians. Is that what you're saying? Or that an Englishman doesn't stab people? You didn't know that? Clearly this wasn't written recently because I'm pretty sure England has like a pretty high stabbing rate. I mean, they don't really shoot people. So what else are you gonna there do if you stabbing, is, yeah. kill somebody? So uh, I just, it was really bad. I don't know, I can't remember if I finished it. I was just trying to like get through it. Like I finished you it. You did not finish that book and you made me no. finish it. No, no, no. <laughs> like with, when you're like, I'm reading it and I was skimming it, you know what I mean? I was just like, there's a point where you're just like, I gotta finish this because I started it and I'm already this deep. That's the only reason I finished it. But I think it. I was so angry at the end. I was like, I just, how how are you how did you make so and i don't know how if she made money like when she was alive but she is the best-selling novelist of all time all time i don't get it we need to read another one of her books like maybe that and then there were none book and kind of just see as a comparison do we hate her all together or oh okay. not a great book also you know i think this is like number 10 in the well, raw or however the hell you say it series. So, you know, I'm like, my God, people read like a dozen books about this guy. Like how terrible. She had like 66 books total. No. So I, so, um, yeah. Moral of the story, a book that I thought I would be like, oh my gosh. And now I understand why people love Agatha Christie. But you know, I do just want to say that like, just because a lot of other people like something doesn't mean that you will. That's a great lesson for us all to learn because I have a really difficult time with like, I'm obsessed with the Goodreads app, but I yes. am so guilty of not picking books unless they have at least a four star rating. So I need to like this 4.17. In my book, it was like a solid two. Yeah, it was, it was just so hard because it's everything, I guess too, it's like everything that you're told, like good writing is not like, there's just so much exposition and, and I've seen this, like 
even um, with like working with, even working with writers or me, ha you know, having editors look at my work over the years, it's like she had such a burden of knowledge problem. She knew where she was going. She knew what everything was, but was holding on to stuff way too tight. And I will say, and I know that it's like, you know, classified he's classified more I guess maybe as like an easy read or a beach read person but James Patterson with like mystery and suspense I guess it's more suspense I don't know I'm not too hip on those genre like genres specifically but there's enough you know what I mean there's enough to keep you like oh I want to read another chapter oh okay because you're was discovering things as the detective is like uncovering it but this just felt like I'm a junior detective and you're like the detective detective and you don't want to tell me because you think I'm going to foil your investigation. So then at the end, you're just like, oh, I knew it all along. I'm like, well, fuck you. Yeah, this isn't like, like, let's compare it to Murder, She Wrote. I love Murder, She Wrote. Love Murder. If you watch Murder, She Wrote, there are clues. Like, you might know something's going on because why did they zoom in on that clock? Like, you, there are things that tip you off that something's happening and you think in your mind, well, maybe this or maybe that. With this, there was none of that. It's like, I'm going to bore you with 200 pages of a bullshit interrogation. And then at the end, I'm going to say, here it is, this fantastical thing that no one could have ever figured out because I'm so smart. Like, it doesn't engage the reader. It was just very bland, sterile writing. Yeah. I didn't feel engaged in it at all. I, like, had to set myself, like, a reading goal of how many pages I had to read every single day just to get this shit over with. <laughs> Maybe that's my type A. And then I felt so bad because I was like, oh, my god!" I was like, could we not read the Jessica Simpson book? Like, I would like to talk about <laughs> that book for 90 minutes I finished it you should consider it and maybe we can do like a redo meeting that's actually interesting oh my gosh that's that's the best um yeah so I would say it's a if we were um uh what's his name Robert Ebert mm-hmm I guess it'd be like two thumbs down can I tell you one more complaint I have about this book? I don't, I don't want to leave your listeners um, without the whole negative picture. Okay. <laughs> Why are there so many long, drawn-out French phrases, sentences, paragraphs? Like, bitch, I speak English. Like, I don't get it. Like, it says all this stuff in French, doesn't tell us what that means. Like, should I bring Marion Webster with me over here or what? Like, did that get on your nerves at all? It did. And you know what? Something else is that I've noticed that in some other television shows that I've watched where it'll, they won't do subtitles. I'm like, I need to know what that is. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I didn't look those up, but I'm also Maybe. now wondering if like, that's where all the clues were. Maybe that's where the clues were. Maybe, Maybe. that's the mystery. She's like, I'm just going to put this in a different language. And these dummies are not going to know. Yeah, it, I, I am okay if I don't, I'll take a break on her for a little bit. I'm sure there are some of them that are good, but I also think it has to hit you at the right time. I also firmly believe that there are some books 
that are best done in an English class where you have like a professor or someone who knows the context who can tell yeah. you why it's exciting or why it's really good. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the only reason why I survived some of like reading some classics yeah. in school because I had a professor being like, isn't this interesting? And this is really neat. And at this time, because the context is kind of hard, like, well, especially it sounds like she didn't want anyone to know anything. Or well, this, I thought exactly what you're saying. Like, maybe I'm just not getting this, you know, maybe I'm dense. Let me Google this and see if there's some Cliff Notes stuff that enlightens me about all the great things about this book I'm missing. Yeah. Spoiler alert, there are none. It's just not, it's not, it's not a great book. I'm just glad that you didn't like it too. Because it I was so afraid you were going to like it and be like, it's a classic. I'm like, oh my God, I hate this book. Like, I hate it. What are we going to talk about? I have nothing positive to say. Like, nothing. I hated the book and I hated the movie. Like, all of it. Well, it's also hard to break it down where, like, there wasn't... Because also, so this is the thing, too, is that, you know, there... I guess there was, like, a cause and effect. This baby was kidnapped and murdered. The kidnapper is on there. Like, I don't know. Not to tell... I mean, not to tell someone how to write it, but it's like, I almost feel like it'd be better if, like, you're okay and yes it'd be unrealistic to have all 12 people on there you know but like something where you're like oh, no he is the murderer and then people you know and then they're stuck in the snow drift and then you know what happens and then like yeah. i don't know but it was just like you there isn't really anything to talk about so much because like you said it's just like presented like here, here it is so, this is, these are the bland facts and sorry, you're too dumb to know these facts that you could have never deduced on your own under any set of circumstances. And that you don't speak French. Yeah. You know, usually like I'm a big book club person. And when we read a mystery, you end up having this lively discussion of, did you see that coming? And did you have any idea that the husband was the murderer at all? There is no discussion like that to be had here because there is no way we could have known any of this because it came out of the sky. Like, no, when I read that 200 page interrogation where we talked about like what color kimono someone was wearing and the noise we heard. Um, no, I and didn't. Then, the, when, when the stopwatch was like, yeah. hit and broken. And I was like, because that was like giving us the thing of time. And then he said, and some of it too, I can't remember what was in the book and then what was in the movie. They were very, very close, but I know there were some things off. But it was like, he kind of knew that something was off with the clock of like, that that wasn't the time. Yeah. Like certain stuff where it's like, no. How, and how would we know? How would you know? Stupid. Because he's smarter than all of us. That's how he would know. Belgian. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I didn't know. I didn't know that racist stereotype. I, I'm trying to learn them all to uh, get better engaged in this book. I did see a review and they said, they were like, oh my gosh, it's so racist. Like, yeah, it's almost a hundred years ago that this yeah, I wasn't necessarily offended by it, but I was, yeah. I was just a little bit amused, I guess, because I was like, okay, I understand it was a different time, but in the 1930s, did people really think an Englishman doesn't stab people? That's not their weapon. You know, I'm like, 
she was English. She was English, though, so I think it yeah. was even funnier. And then, like, I mean, Italians were definitely discriminated against, so it was just funny because, like, <laughs> even in the because in the movie you could tell that it was like, oh, they don't like Italians, but in the book it was like so out there of just yeah. the gestures and the whatever. And I will say one positive thing. Whoa. About the, I can't remember any of their names now because I honestly, I don't know anyone's name. If anyone's I, listening to this, you're like, what the, who are you talking about? But they probably have to block the whole experience out of my mind. But the one thing that I actually found interesting was, I believe it was a, an American woman. Maybe she's a grandmother or something. And she acted <laughs> like real dumb. Do you know at all what I'm talking about? I was surprised when they revealed that like her whole thing was fake and that was a fake identity thing. I was like, Oh, that's cool. She really wasn't this like crazy lady or whatever. That's the only, <laughs> the only thing I have. I mean, I'm thankful that it wasn't over 300 pages or whatever. I'm happy about that. Yeah. I guess I'm happy to be able to say I've read Agatha Christie. And then someone will ask you and you'll, and they'll be excited and you'll have to destroy their dreams. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good at that. So, well, I guess that's it for book club. <laughs> Sorry. Call me back about Jessica Simpson. It's, it's, a great, it's a great home for all of us. Okay. Um, well, and thank you for listening to this. If you read it, you probably have similar thoughts that you didn't want to say out loud. Um, but thank you, Jennifer. This is actually pretty fun. I'm just glad that someone else hated it and was like, this is terrible. Um, yes. but yeah, so thanks so much for tuning in. You can, I guess if you want to tell me how you like it, you can go to amandapollock.com, um, or just LOL, leave a review. All right. Thanks so much. Bye.